Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Build It podcast. Uh, last week, I used a chat API to integrate an introduction, which worked swimmingly. So I tried to do it again this week, and here's what it came up with. Um, the webpage you have shared is about Javi Martinez, a professional football player from Spain. Uh, it provided a brief introduction about Javi and his football career, along with some notable achievements, including some statistics, and such as the number of goals he has scored in appearances and photos and videos. Javi, as you well know, that is bullshit, because there's none about his only website, because for one, you're not a professional football player, as best I know it. So... Um, you know, folks, the lesson here is don't, uh, don't rely on chat GPT, GPT, cause it reduces shit. But, um, hello, Javi. How are you? Good, good. How are you doing, Nick? Lovely. Our guest is Javi Bautista. Bautista? Bautista. 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 From Liquid Football over in Detroit, I believe. I haven't looked at it. I haven't Googled you specifically, but that's near enough, right? Yeah. Um, Thank you for joining us this afternoon, this evening. We're in uh, other people listening. Of course, joining us from sunny DeKalb as ever in Club HQ is John. Hello, John. Hey, what's going on, guys? All good, my friend. All good. Abby, we brought you on. I brought you on. We brought you on because um, when you when you guys showed up, uh, the brand was on point. The presentations were on point. The whole spiel was on point. Um, and I'm super excited to see how you got to that point why you thought it was put necessary to focus on those things or the other things and whatever else. But before we get there, who the hell are you, you personally? So, um, yeah, my name is Javi Bautista. Um, yeah, I mean, classic story ever since I can remember, you know, ball at my feet. Um, I was fortunate enough to play college soccer at Ashford University in Clinton, Iowa. Um, and then pretty much as soon as I started playing in college, probably about, well, actually probably about my sophomore year, I, I started realizing that coaching was going to be what I really wanted to do. So I know I was probably just going to finish finish out my college career and then try and go full-time into coaching. And uh, yeah, that's basically what happened after that. Um, I was I was lucky enough to play for Detroit City FC in 2015 and 2016. Um, and it's kind of crazy because I was actually part of the very first group that um, was offered housing for Detroit City FC, and that was back in the NPSL days. So um yeah, I, I got lucky enough to play there for a couple seasons. I was pretty much already coaching at that time. Went back to finish my master's degree and coach at um, as a graduate assistant at uh, Gardner-Webb University in North Carolina. And then after that, I, I the timing was right. I went back to Detroit, started helped started the youth uh, program for Detroit City FC. And at the same time, just started helping out with the, with the men's team. And then uh, when Trevor James came, came in in 2019... He asked me to be his assistant, and yeah, I was there from basically from 2018 up until 2022 um, as a full-time coach, and then uh, just recently moved over to the to the Michigan Hawks, where I'm coaching full-time. And uh, yes, just trying to start out trying to start out a new little project here with with Liquid Football. So that's kind of my story. I I surprisingly I I lived in a few different states. I grew up in Illinois went to Iowa and lived in Iowa for five years, went to North Carolina, lived in North Carolina for two years, and then in Michigan. And um, believe it or not, my, my favorite place out of all of those, and I, I enjoyed every single one, but my favorite place was always Detroit. Um, and so I'm I'm glad that I settled here. I've been living here since since 2018. And uh, yeah, it's it's been good. So maybe is where the heart is, right? What, yep. what Javi forgot to mention was he also won a Midwest Premier League conference championship in 2021 
with Detroit City's under 23s in our uh, our first season, but he's modest and he he accidentally forgot to say that. So well, yeah, that was um I'm I'm actually a little bit uh, upset, not upset, but I'm a little disappointed that that team didn't continue because that was a very very fun. That was a very fun summer for us because um, I was the assistant. I was the assistant for the first team, and then we decided to do a U23 team in the Midwest Premier League. Um, and that was, yeah, that was a great summer. It was really fun. We had some really good players. Um, and like you said, yeah, we won, we won the the Midwest conference. And then the following year when the club had announced they were going into the USL, um, it just didn't, it didn't work out well with the, with the long-term plans of the club. So they ended up doing just the, um, the USL Academy, but I really wish they would have kept the team in the, in the Midwest Premier League. And, and not to, not to belabor your 2021 accomplishments, but you also sat I believe on the disciplinary committee that first season. So yep. you got a little bit of the behind the scenes of the uh, brand new league and, and dealing with rules and, and holding clubs accountable and that kind of stuff. So I'm sure that was quite a journey. All those probably what weekly Wednesday night conference uh, calls on that. Yeah, there were, there was a couple, but um, I, I really did like that process because I thought that process was, was quite fair. It was good to hear different opinions. Um, and yeah, and it was it was fun to do something a little bit different than just the coaching aspect, but also kind of helping in how the league operates. I thought that was good too. Sorry. All right. So um you had experience of coaching, you've had experience of the Midwest Prem, you are now coaching full time, and you thought, do you know what? I'm not doing enough with my time. I need to get involved in an unpaid basis on doing this shit that I'm already getting paid for. From with they've got an infrastructure. I'm going to do it from scratch. What the merry hell were you thinking, man? Uh, yeah. So I've been. This is kind of like a, a project that I've had in my mind for quite some time. And that was um, the the thing is when you're when you're coaching full time, you have very little free time. And that's the reality. Unless you get to you know even when you get to a certain level, you're you have very little free time. So I never really had the time to do it. Uh, financially, it was just never never really possible. But then the moment that that I uh, I transitioned here in the last year to the Michigan Hawks. I had a little bit more free time and I thought, you know what? I think it's time, you know? So, um, I have some pretty good, I have some good friends who had, had similar ideas. George Shamakov, who played for DCFC for, for the longest time. Um, and yeah, we've, we've always kind of thought, let's, let's try this out. And the, the fortunate thing was that by, by one way or another, whether it's luck or whether it's just being in the game for, for quite a bit of time is, We've we've had the opportunity to kind of experience all the different parts of running a team without actually being the ones that make the decisions. Um, so we were kind of you know we coached, we played, we were part of different organizations in Michigan. We knew the landscape, and so I think it was finally time where we just we sat down and we're like, is this possible? And then basically, I mean, we were just like, how how hard can it be? And you know, it's I know I understand now it's 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 pretty difficult, but it's not. You know, it's it was never something that we felt like overwhelmed by or anything. And at the moment, you know, maybe there's some surprises down the road, but so far, so far, so good. I think. How many people? I'll, I'll get I'll get back to the how many people think. I just want to. I would in my in depth research. I was watching the video you did, the podcast you did with Michigan Soccer Central at the turn of the year. Yep. And the one quote that I took out from that um, was, "It can't be that hard, can it?" And I just wanted to see John's face when you when you were saying like, "How hard can it be?" Because, um, yeah, it's. I guess it depends how much you want to do, right? How many people have, do you have with you on this journey right now? Um, in terms of like nominally front office strokes. Yeah, I think um, now we have about ten total. Um, yes, yeah, so we have all different, all different 
and, and really it's just a bunch of people that I've known throughout my, throughout my past of whether it was at DCFC or whether it was different places. Um, and we, we, we reached out to one of them who I was like, we have to get, we have to get this guy to, to start helping us. Brian Mendoza, who was our equipment manager for the DCFC, uh, U23s back in 2021. Great kid, uh, really good work rate. And then the rest kind of just saw what we were doing and started reaching out. And, you know, when people are willing to help, um, and they really believe in, in what you're doing, I think it was easy for us to say, yes, come on board. Let's figure out what, what it is that you want to do and how you can help us. And yeah, now we're at, we're at about 10 people who are, who are, um, going to help us for, for the first year. All volunteers though, right? Obviously no one's returning correct. off the back of this. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, filling what sort of roles? Like, well, well I guess we'll start at the top. What's, what's your official title of um, the co-founder? I don't know if there is an official title. I'm, I'm the, well, I, I mean, you can, you can imagine as the guy who kind of sat down first in the meeting and said, this is what we want to do. I'm kind of a little bit of everything, right? I have to wear all the different types of hats. Um, so I kind of, I mean, everything that you've seen on social media, um, obviously the coaching, recruiting of the players, basically I've, I've done a lot of that. Um, and then just had everybody else kind of help out in, in, in whichever area they felt comfortable. Uh, George, George Chamakov, who's the other co-founder. He does a lot of our apparel, so he's got his own clothing company, Champion Grind. So he's done a lot of the apparel that we're gonna we're gonna have the kits, um, the training gear, all of that stuff. Um, and then everybody else, everybody else, fortunately, has some sort of an ex- experience in, in other areas. So we have um, some some guys doing graphic design, some guys who are gonna help with game day operations, um, and then obviously like our athletic trainer who's gonna help uh, during home games. Um, yeah, and then I think we got pretty much for the most part we have. Pretty much everything covered so far. Yeah, you've not run day and get game day, so you don't actually. Well, I mean, you've done it at Detroit, obviously, but you've not done a liquid game day, so you're just going to be filling in the around what you've got, right? That's basically what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, oh, that's sweet. Um, this will of no interest to anyone that, other than those that are in the room on Saturday. But who was the guy that you sent over with the man bun on Saturday to the AGM? George Shamakov. That was George. Okay, yeah, sweet. Unfortunately, I, 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 I would have liked to have gone, but unfortunately, I had um, it was tryout day at the Michigan Hawks. I, I, I really couldn't get out of that one. Um, so I sent George over, and I told him to, to be nice and and actually try and and listen and learn and 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 make some friends, which which he did. So I'm glad. George, he's not the most uh, he's not the most extroverted person. Um, uh, so I was a little bit worried sending him down there, but uh, but he did well, I think. It's all good. I, we we yeah, he he resented the club well. Don't worry. Good, good. Um, John, any questions at this moment? Uh, no, Javi and I talked about this a little bit a few months back uh, in a private conversation, but um, I know you've touched on a little bit like, yeah, I want to start this club. I've had this project, but like I I look from the outside in Detroit, there's just a million things going on at this level. And I think Michigan United Soccer League, Michigan Premier Soccer League, Midwest Premier League, um, some other four letter leagues probably, um, like I guess just popping into that market, which obviously, you know, well, um, talk a little bit about how you're going to come in there and be another club and how are you going to do it differently? Not just player recruitment, but how are you going to make yourself stand out in a very dense Metro soccer area? Yeah. So, um, the good thing about about the fact that the soccer is very popular around here is that we kind of have built connections with with a lot of the clubs. Like we know the landscape pretty well. Um, when we were talking about like the leagues, we wanted a we didn't want something that was going to cost us a fortune. 
Um, so unfortunately, we couldn't go with like some of the higher leagues. Um, and especially for year one, we didn't want to have that headache. So we wanted something that was affordable, but also something that wasn't um, like Sunday league, for example. We wanted we didn't want some of those leagues that are just kind of like over 30s or like grown men just showing up on Sundays to play. So Midwest Premier League, obviously, with the experience we had in 2021, it just made the most sense. Um, the question was really just whether we were going to whether that was going to make sense for our first year or whether we should kind of wait a year, see what we can do. But I've always been in the mindset of like, if we're going to do something, let's do it right. Let's do it as best as we can. Um, so the Midwest Premier League made sense. And I think recruitment wise, we have a really good connection with the with all the players around. So we we have an idea of like what type of players we'd be able to get if we were, for example, in like UPSL and then what type of players we'd be able to get if we were in the MWPL, you know, so that's also that's also been um something that we we can kind of we already knew kind of what we were getting ourselves into so um so yeah so just like building the team was is not necessarily easy but i think we knew what target type of player we wanted and and what we could offer um as far as being different i just i told george this at the beginning was just like let's just do this how we want to do it not necessarily like the traditional ways of doing things so if we want to, you know, but the biggest thing for me, one of the biggest things for me was the social media, right? Like the content for, and I've fortunately, again, another, another area where somehow I, I stumbled into the social media and content creation. I had a YouTube channel not too long ago. I mean, I, I still do technically, but I don't upload as much or I don't upload anymore really, but I had a YouTube channel where um, I was uploading daily, daily. And, and I actually ended up getting into like a YouTube course um, where they like, flew us out to New York. They showed us like content creation, video production, audio production, all that stuff. And yeah, I mean, that was since 2016. And since then I've been like a huge, huge camera nerd. So like, if you see me at a, at a camera store, I'm like, I'm like at a kid in a candy store and I'm like super excited about that stuff. So that was another thing I told George, I was like, let's, let's do some really cool social media content. Let's do some videos. Um, let's try and make this look really, really appealing because I think, um, again, if, if you think about it, like, a lot of the players that's that's nowadays with TikTok and and we just still don't have a TikTok, but like with social media and the amount of social media influence there is out there, I thought that was going to be one of our biggest pieces that kind of sets us apart from everybody else. So the things that we post, the content that we create, we, we just want it to be as top class as it can be. And I think that's what's going to help set us out uh, or set us apart. And then from there, it's just building on the connections that we've had and, and that we've built over the over the years that we've been here in Michigan. Um, and I think all of that put together is going to kind of help us really navigate year one. Let me, as I said, like I said to all the guests we have on before we go on air, like there's not going to be any gotcha questions. We're not trying to make you cry and all that crap, but let me push back to you. Um, we've been speaking for about 15 minutes and it's been, um, about building a club and it's been about the player experience and about giving, providing the best platform for players and pipelines and what league, et cetera, et cetera. Um, at what point in your expansion, your growth, do you consider the fan experience? Um, well, I think, well, here's the thing. It's not necessarily that we're putting the fan experience aside because I do think a lot of the decisions that we're making is, is how do we put something that people are going to want to come and watch and come and support. Um, but, Again, the reality for us is as people who have been on the field and, and been on the, you know, at the very base level of, of what a club is, um, we always thought, you know, if it comes down to making a decision about do we spend money, for example, on like 
advertising or marketing versus do we spend money on getting the players some really cool training kits, then we're going to go with the training kits because I think that for us is is a little bit more important. So uh, I think we've been part of clubs where the players have felt like the players have felt like maybe secondary to the game day experience. And, and I don't want any of the players to feel like that. I don't want any of the staff members to feel like that. I think we've we've also I've also been part of places where the, the staff members are kind of just told this is what you need to do. And and the first thing we tell the staff members is the first thing when, when we get on a Zoom call and just kind of explain the whole club process to them is I just tell them, like, what do you want to do? What do you want to get out of this? Because a lot of them, obviously, liquid football is not going to be their their last stop. Liquid football is just something that maybe they can put on their resume and something that they want to be a part of and, and have a good summer. So for me, it's like, okay, looking at your resume, what makes the most sense for you to get the next job, for you to get the next, you know, build build the pathway for your professional development? Um so I think that's kind of, in reality, I guess that's what guides our decisions is how do we make this, make sure the staff is getting a good experience, the players are getting a good experience. And I think when you put those things together first, then I think we can start focusing on like, what are some of the extras um, for game day and, and, and the fan experience. But it's not really like we're setting them aside or anything like that. I think it's just more of um, prioritizing to make sure that the people on, on the ground, the people who are making this happen are the ones that are, are happy and are getting a good experience out of it. No, I, it was a poorly worded question. I, I apologize for like making it sound like no. we were working in isolation. That wasn't. No. <laughs> yeah, um, is is it is a horrible balancing act to to, to run right? Is like you say, like for argument's sake, like the players are more important than the game experience, which is great. Fine, crack on. But then uh, at some point, is the play is the game experience is driving the finances, so that the game experience has to be more important. And then you risk alienating the players, and then you risk alienating the fans, and it's just it is a never ending cycle of you. Know, whatever until you're established until the brand services itself you don't know which paymaster to dance to but they right. just like yeah yeah, yeah of course um, it, it's it's difficult but uh, um i i don't think we necessarily have to sacrifice one or the other i think it's just about everyone who's involved just making them feel like mm-hmm. they're having a good time and, and they're enjoying what they're getting out of it sure all right um what success look like in 2023 alone um i think obviously financially being being good for the next year. I think we're doing a good job right now. We've we've planned pretty well. And I think um the competitiveness of it, right? Trying to I think our our year one goal was to just be competitive in the league. Um knowing that this is our first year, you know, we're not not saying that we can't win it or anything like that, but being realistic, we just want to make sure that we give uh, a good experience to the players in terms of the competitiveness, you know. We're we're going to mix we're going to mix some college guys with some older more experienced guys. So I think it's uh, that one's going to be a little bit difficult because typically you find uh, most of the teams are either like full of college guys or full of just local guys who who know each other. So I think we're going to try and mix. Um, but I think that's a good way to be really competitive. And I think if we yeah if we have a if all of our games are pretty close and and the players feel like they're getting ready for either college or some of the older guys are just getting a really good workout out of it, then I think we'll we'll be okay. I think financially trying to get us a little bit ahead for next year so that we're um so that we have a base financially to to start building on next year um but i know that the reality is we're not going to make you know crap ton of money or anything like that we just we just want to make sure we cover our costs and that um and that we're ready for next year sure um do you have anyone balancing the books for you or are you all flying by again flying by the seat of your pants have you got anyone with business acumen nope um I have a I have I have an Excel document that has everything that we've spent money on and everyone all 10 staff members have access to it so they can see where we're spending our money 
And when we have our, our Zoom meetings, um, we talk about, does it make sense for us to buy this? Does it make sense for us to pay for this? Um, and then just looking ahead at the costs that, that are going to happen in terms of, you know, referees and game day costs and all that stuff. And we make all those decisions together. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's right now it's just an Excel an Excel document with everything on there so that we're ready for next year. We understand um, what we spent money on and what, what, where we need to cut some costs and where we need maybe need to spend a little bit more. How involved have individuals of the league been in your development? Have they been involved? Like, have you been able to reach out and say, give me assistance here, there, or wherever? Um, yeah, so the obviously the first conversation that I had was actually with John. Um, and this was, I, I, you know, he was gracious enough to, to get on a phone call with me at the beginning and just to see if this was even possible for us. Gave me some really good information about um, DKCU and how they started everything and, and what the league looks like from from a business standpoint, from financial, you know, viability. Um, and yeah, and then that, that, I guess that's, that's the, one of the main reasons is that, um, the communication with, with the league and, you know, the people at the top there and the people on the board is really easy. I mean, it's literally, I get on my application, I send, I send one of these guys a message and they're all, they're always pretty available to reply and give me a good answer. So, um, yeah, it's always, it's, it's been pretty easy. Fortunately, we haven't, I think, with the experience that we had in 2021 kind of already know how the league works. So we haven't, you know, we haven't been reaching out every five minutes asking for help or anything like that, but we know that the guys are there if we need them. Well, that's not what they said on Saturday. They said you were on your own. You can't be bothered showing up. Um, and then just to circle back to the success thing, um, what's long-term success mean? Um, I don't know. See, we're not, we're not really a, we haven't thought that far ahead. I think five years from now, I think five years from now, if we're financially healthy and we can continue to do this and offer this as a, as a you know, a really good opportunity for the summer. Um, I think the the biggest thing that we said at the beginning was like, let's not just get too far ahead of ourselves and, not, and let's not start thinking about you know starting a women's team or starting a youth program or anything like that right now. They just focus on this one, on this one team um, that's helping build this club, and then in the future, if it makes sense. You know, there's there's no reason why we wouldn't chase those opportunities, but I think um, just looking at even like five years from now, if we can if we can have maybe a couple of championships under our name and and help build, give again give, give another opportunity to the players in this area, then then I think we're we're doing pretty well. But, John, the floor is yours, my friend. Yeah, so it's funny it's funny when when Javi and I talked uh, whenever it was December November when he was like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this thing and joining the Midwest Premier League again. And, uh, there's always, there's always like that concern, um, with anybody that reaches out that like, Hey, I'm starting a brand new thing. And, you know, we like, we're always cognizant of, of our, we want to make sure clubs are ready. And it's very nice. Javi obviously brought some experience from 21 and then, um, you guys have hit the ground running with, with the video content and some of the stuff you're doing it. Like it's, it's, uh, it's a little bit of a, like take a deep breath because, Man, they actually like all the stuff you said. You guys were going to come through. You had a plan. You had a strategy, and and it was rewarding that you guys have come through so far and and kind of taking care of business. And you're not just rolling a ball out. You know, you're trying to build something bigger than that. And that's uh, cool. I nerd out on money uh, because money creates sustainability. I think as much as anything. So as you guys are without like divulging too much info, but like, what is your What's your uh, strategy like for generating revenue? Uh, you know, or is it is it individuals throwing a few bucks in? Is it 
um, sponsorships. How much is it? Is it 50% sponsorships, 50% memberships, merchandise sales through Georgie's company? Like what's the, how are you guys going to raise yeah. the dough? So, and, and I don't mind sharing any of this information out of public. I think this is important because like I said, if, if I would have, if, if more teams did this and showed exactly where they spend their money and how they're spending their money and what's taking, what's, you know, taking the biggest hit on the budget and all that, I think it would just makes, it makes it a little bit easier for the next, for the next person to start, to start a club, start something. So, um, as I said, I'm not afraid to like send all this information to our staff members or, or, or anybody else. Um, because, you know, it's, it's nice to, to share that information with other people who are trying to do the same thing. Um, the, so we started in April when we had our first meeting and we were like, let's, let's do a year of planning, like a year of getting this properly ready um, before we actually start playing. Just because that helps us get a little bit more time to also raise funds, make sure we're, we're ready to go. Um, so I put in, so in total for the first year, I'm going to put in about seven $8,000. Um, I put in a little bit already, probably about half of that. And then I'll c continue to put more um, as the, as the year as the year continues, but I'll probably put in about seven, 8,000. I'm the only one that's put in, um, any, any money in terms of like invest owner investment or anything like that. But that was what I told George. And I told the other people like, don't worry, I'm not, I'm never going to ask you to put in your own money to fund this. Um, so about seven, 8,000 for me, we've raised. So as far as our sponsors, we got all our sponsors covered in terms of like jerseys and the big sponsors, we've raised about $5,000 for, from the sponsors. Um, and then like tryouts, for example, we, we're two spots away from being full on tryouts. Um, it's in March night, so that's the exciting because out to Peter Thunder thousand. Um, and then uh, like apparel, or I think we set a target of trying to sell like twenty jerseys for year one. So I don't know I, that that was just like a number we threw out there. I don't know if we'll sell more. I'm I'm assuming I'm hoping we'll sell more. Um, yeah. So in total. Uh, you can add that up. I have it on my Excel sheet again, but somewhere around like probably total by the end of the year, what we've spent um, and funded the the liquid football will be somewhere close to, I would assume like $15,000. Um, but all of that stuff is already accounted for. So we never, never did we say, We're, this is only going to work if we sell this many tickets or if we sell this many jerseys. Like we, that's all that stuff is extra. I said, I'm going to, I'm going to fund it. We're going to get our sponsors. And once we have that, that should cover most of it, and then the rest would be just be having a little bit of extra of extra money to be able to spend on you know some training jerseys or a third kit or whatever. Um, but yeah, to, uh, somewhere around fifteen thousand dollars what what we'll bring in. Do you have a good um, home venue and training location and facility, and and uh, you got a good? So you must have a good relationship with somebody. We spend pretty good amount of money for field rentals for trainings and games for just you know just for the summer season um so that's why i'm always curious that seems to be that's one of our biggest line items yeah so the um the home field was a big one because we had like a couple of options one of them was going to be super cheap super inexpensive problem was uh, i mean location the field surface all that stuff just didn't make sense like thinking about like what game what we want game day to look like it just didn't make sense um and i knew the players would show up and be like are we really playing on this for home for home matches so um we were fortunate enough to get liggett university liggett which is a really really nice um high school it's like got i mean they have a turf field for like every sport um so it's it's really nice the the area is really nice as well um and the 
cool things that it's got just enough stands for the amount of people that I think we'll get in like the first couple of years. So we didn't want like a huge stadium and then we get like like an eighth of the stands to to look full. So that that doesn't make the game day look good either. Um, I think in total we'll probably we'll probably spend about I have to adjust the prices because we're gonna add a little bit more time just to be safe, make sure that we don't you know over overuse the, the time that we have allotted. But um, in total, it's probably about like thirty five hundred dollars for I think six home games is what we'll what we'll have there uh, for the home field. Again, the areas that we're like we have to spend a little bit more money, we have to in order to enhance the the experience for the players and and for the fans and the staff. Um, and then training we have um we have a facility as well that uh one of my friends is like the high school coach there um not, not like the greatest for like game day experience but uh good enough for like training and, and i think we'll use that and that would be like super low low cost almost free um, just trying to use it on times there where nobody's using it um he'll let us use it for free so that's that's obviously a huge one because training we didn't have that facility uh, I'll be looking at spending a lot of money on, on on a training facility, but fortunately we we already got that one locked in, so we're okay there, and that allows us to spend a little bit more more money on the home field. Yeah, it makes sense. That's a that's always a, uh, a like I said, that's always a big line item for us is just finding the right quality fields and and insurance and all that stuff just to make sure everybody's happy and content with that, and you're not bootlegging around at dark when like right before they shut the lights off, we're gonna pop in and train for an no. hour and just I get. I think I don't think you're going to go this route, but you, like you want it to be that as professional of an experience for the players and coaches as it can be, so you could recruit the best coaches and the best players and the like, make it an elite experience where people are choosing you over Livonia or you over Lansing or you over whoever. Um, I mean, like I said, with the density there, you have to continue to set yourself apart and be the place that um, the the you got to be. You want to be the big club in town, and then. You know, everybody everybody else gives a second and third fiddle to you and, and I think you it sounds like you got a good plan to do that. What's your um I know you haven't been through the first season yet. What's your anticipated biggest challenge heading into year one? What do you think you're gonna what hurdles are in front of you? Um I, it's I'm not sure to be honest. I think we've done a pretty good job of planning everything. I think it's just trying to find I'm going to be a little bit worried if I'm like on game day running around trying to do everything because, you know, there's a lot of different things that you have to do on game day to make sure everything's going well. Um, so I, I think we got enough people. I've, I'm, I'm one of those people that like, I, I trust the people who we have. I, I, I do believe that I'm like, I'm not up on those when we're doing their job. I think uh, there's really only area right now that we haven't fully finalized and we haven't like said, okay, this is what's going to happen. This is the live streaming. Um, and again, I understand a little bit about the live streaming. One of the guys that's going to help us, he does, he knows the live streaming really, really, really well. It's just about getting some people to like man the camera and do the commentary and stuff like that. But that's really the only area that we haven't um, accounted for that I'm kind of, that's kind of in the, the back of my head of like, we got to make sure we get this, we get sorted soon. Um, besides that, I think, I think we'll be, we'll be okay. And so our first home game isn't until, um, until like the, the second week of June or like late first week, second week, somewhere around there. Um, so we'll have played like two or three games already in the league before we play our first home game. So I think I'm excited to go to those games and see kind of how everybody else is doing their home games so that we have some more ideas going into into our first our first home match. Um, yeah, I think 
I think we're just trying to be as careful. Obviously, the biggest thing is the or the thing that we have the least experience with is the running of the financials, is the, the budget and all that stuff. So we're trying to be really careful in terms of making sure we don't overspend right now. And then later on, we're trying to find ways to, to fund everything. Um, so I think just continuing to make right decisions there will, will make it easier for us. But I don't really have anything. I'm like, uh, you know, it's the back of my head of like, oh, I'm not sure how we're going to figure this out. So when you're when you're uh, building your income streams and and obviously you want uh, memberships, you've got individual and family membership season tickets on your website. Um, it's, yeah, this sounds like as Nick would say a gotcha question. It's not. It's just kind of just challenging you a little bit. How do you get people to care enough to buy a season ticket? Um, well, season tickets are cheap. Uh, we're, we're charging like $25 for, I think it's $25 for like a six game package for an individual one. Um, yeah, I think the way we're trying to push it on social media is that they're, you know, buying a season ticket, um, on top of it, getting you access to the games is just helping support. You're helping support, you know, something local and something that's run by people who have been around and, and are trying to do something a little different. Um, so that's kind of how we're going to market it a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, $25 is cheaper than, I mean, now it's is cheaper than going out and getting like a meal at a, you know, a meal for two at a, fa at a fast food place. So it's, um, I think hopefully we'll get a little bit of support from people that we know, um, in the area that have following me and George in our, in our kind of our careers and stuff and kind of looking at like football and saying, this is, this is kind of cool. This project is kind of cool. So I'll, I'll, I'll support. We're also, um, we're also just trying to be creative. Like the season tickets that we got are like custom designed with uh it's like a looks like a little credit card and it looks really really cool um going through like different samples of those and the branding i think and i mean there's lots of different ways but again as i said i i hope people support and i hope people are, are can see what we're trying to do um but you know and they were not like super super we hope we we need them we need them to to buy our season tickets or else we're, we're going to be out of we're not going to be able to play uh but yeah i think it just hopefully people see what we're trying to do and it's cheap enough. I mean, 25 bucks is, is not really that expensive. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, I get, I get it. I just, um, I know I remember I'm going back to when we started and it was like, it was, it, I remember thinking a lot of the same things of what you just said of like, Hey, it's really cool. And you should care as much as I do because it's cool and it's not that expensive. And, um, I think one of the things that we, we did, we actually had very good success with season tickets based on that exact premise. So this, it's just, it didn't, uh, it didn't turn out to be a sustainable, well, you know, we had X number of tickets right. year one and we didn't have that level the next year. So you get all excited thinking, well, that's a slam dunk and we're going to grow 30%. Well, turns out we were like 30% in total of that first number, which right. was a big line item that we had while well, we, had a budgeted for this and then we didn't get it and it it was new and that worked out but then it, it again it didn't create that sustainable um income stream and um i think one of the things i would do differently if i was doing it again is try to find ways to be active in the community and nick and i obviously were we're very aligned in this like we have to care about the people if we want them to care about us kind of so mm -hmm. um you know, just finding ways to get out and explain whether it's getting into the school somehow and doing little things during gym class and a reading night or a whatever, whatever. Um, I think those are all 
good ways to to support and uh, it all takes time and money that's the hard part right we're all volunteers or um it all takes time and money but showing the people in the community that hey we're not we're not expecting you to support us we're here to support you and you know then hopefully you'll support us but but we're here to serve first um i think that actually in the long run and nick tell me if if i'm wrong i think in the long run that's been that's been a more beneficial uh, approach to to our community is to go in sort of with service and then and then it all just works out from there but yeah i i, I would agree I, I wasn't part of it the first year so i don't know what your season ticket numbers were but i would say that um i think ourselves and Javi are coming from it and aiming for the same goal in a completely from the completely different off side of things right if you if you're going to put us on either side we are fans first and have his operation is players first and the neither is right and neither is wrong it's just you know you, you stick with what you know you the people that are involved in running DeKalb aren't players so by definition they're probably going to be focused more on fans in the long term than have his operation um but yeah the, the I think the pitfalls of our of our way of looking at it are that um can you attract the best talent if um you're not putting the player experience top, right? If you're just, if you're talking about the fans, then like as as have his experience, like well, they're not giving me the best kit or they're not giving me the best game day operations or whatever it is. So, um, and the pitfalls of Javi's approach, I think, would be that um, there's a natural life cycle of player X, whether it's one season, two seasons, five seasons, and then you've got to replace him and the people that came with him on game days, and um, it's yeah. Neither there isn't a perfect solution. There really isn't. Um, I'm interested to see how you do it, though, because for, I do know that um, the fan side, the fan focused operation is in the minority within our league, um, and the player focused operation is definitely the preferred methodology. And to bring it back to where I wanted to talk to you, Abby, um, the the branding of Liquid Football is so out of the park, like. I don't know whether you just whether you whether it's you whether you've got gifted friends or whether you just looked on or whatever, but like from um, take, taking aside the fact that it doesn't and liquid football doesn't tell me anything about where you are, who you play, where you play, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but the branding, the badge, everything, I absolutely freaking love. Um, how did it come about? Um, so yeah, so as I said, I had a YouTube channel back in the day, um, and I really got into cameras. I got into photography, videography, all 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 the whole production part of it. Uh, so when I first moved into my house, um, I have a little like upstairs, which I'm at right now. And I just like, I'm going to convert this into a studio, like a little tiny studio where I can do like YouTube videos and all this stuff. So little by little, you know, I started buying a camera here, a lens here and a backdrop here. Um, and then I think I've always, I'm one of those guys that's like always on YouTube looking at tutorials for stuff. Like if I can't figure something out, YouTube is like the greatest place. Um, and it, this doesn't even just, this doesn't even have to do with just like, production it has to do with like when i when i need to change the taillights of my car i need to get something fixed like you can go on youtube and you can figure anything out um and so, yeah like now really like my if, if i just put youtube on my television or whatever i have like recommendations for tutorials on on cameras and photography and all the sorts of stuff so um i think i started to get an idea of okay how, how does lighting work to make something look really good what camera settings are we using um what colors are we are we using how do we something out that looks really good and uh, not to knock on anybody else because you know that's not that's not what like we are and what we're trying to do but like i i see i see some like 
posts on social media or like content creation by like professional clubs. And in my head, I'm like, they have like a full on production team. And like, this still doesn't look like this still looks kind of like somebody just made it on like an old school kind of like Photoshop, you know? So, um, and again, not to knock on anybody like that, but I was always just thinking like we can do something that looks really, really nice. So yes, it takes a little bit of work. It takes a lot of, it takes a, it takes a lot of work because you know, the, not the filming part of it or the, the thought process behind it, but then I have to get on the computer for four or five hours and try to edit it and try to make it look all pretty. Um, but I mean, yeah, it, it's kind of funny because like I, on the social media, I think it looks pretty good. Like I look at it, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty happy with what our branding looks like and everything. And then you like, when I, when I bring staff members, when I first put the staff members to my house, I'm like, Hey, we're doing the staff stuff for you. Like the announcement and everything, they come up and it's just a regular house in Detroit and upstairs. I just have this like, tiny little studio and it's hard to picture it when you're actually in here. But then when it's on camera, it actually looks, it looks pretty good. Um, so I think the focus for us was always like, let's build something that looks really, really cool on social media that has a certain type of identity. And I'll be honest, like the logo we got made on Fiverr. I don't know if you guys have the Fiverr, but I mean, it's just like, we just found yeah, a couple yeah. of guys who, who were, were like make logos and we made the logo. It took us probably three to four months before we were finally like, okay, that, that's what we really like to do or that's what we really like. Um, and then we just, yeah, we just, we don't, if, if it comes to putting something out just to put something out versus putting something uh, or versus like not putting anything out at all, I think we'd rather just wait, do it, do it right or do it the way we like it versus just trying to consistently post. Um, and fortunately, we had the, the time and, and the people to help us to, to be able to do it consistently, but also post really good content. Like I said, I'm a huge camera nerd. Like you guys, my, my wife, when she saw me at a camera store and she saw me talking numbers to the guy, she was like, who are you? Like, this is not, you're like, you're supposed to be the soccer guy and the soccer coach. I've always, I've always had a passion for, for, for like content creation. Yeah. So it's, it's cool. It's, it's fun. It's a passion of mine. And, um, yeah, like I said, it's, uh, it's, it's been a few years in the making. Cause it, when I really started taking the YouTube thing seriously, that was 2017. So now six years later, I'm still doing some sort of content. And now it's not necessarily for my YouTube channel, but it's for liquid football. And I think it's helped us out. And it, I, I think beyond just looking good on social media and, and all that stuff, it's also attracted, you know, players, people who want to be involved in the project. Cause they're like, Hey, it looks really cool. I want to be a part of that. So that's that's one of the avenues that we've taken. There's a, there's a, yeah, there's a level of professionalism that comes with what you're pointing out that um, aside from the players and aside from the fans is attractive to sponsors, right? Which realistically, they bring in 10, 10x what the players and the fans bring in. So let's talk to them. Um, yeah, it's a huge, huge thing. My dog has just decided to drink some water now. So I apologize if people can hear right. lapping in the background. Uh, how do you foresee integrating that sort of professionalism the content professionalism with game not game but um season operations like in growing the growing the inverted commas brand um yeah so right now the hard part is we don't have any real content of like training or games or or anything on the field which has been quite difficult because when you're trying to run a, a club and you're trying to promote it like you need pictures of the players playing and celebrating and things at training and really cool pictures. And we don't have any of that because we haven't started yet. So it's been, it's been quite difficult right now. All of it has just been behind the scenes, like in a studio, like interviews just to try and build up a little bit of hype. But I mean, the cool thing is that like, I'll, I've, I'm going to be the coach, right? So I'll coach because we don't, 
I mean, it doesn't make sense for me to pay someone else to come in and coach when I have the experience of, of already been doing this as a primary job. So I'll probably coach. But at the same time, you might see me on, you know, during training when the guys are playing, I might bust out a camera and start recording some cool stuff, um, put some GoPros in the goals. We've bought like audio equipment so we can do some cool interviews. Um, yeah, and just just bunch of different ideas that we can you know, where at, where at other places I couldn't have been, I couldn't have just said like, hey, I'm going to put a camera here and I'm going to interview players. I couldn't do that because I wasn't part of my job. And, you know, we had a, a professional team to run. Here, it's like, it's a free-for-all, right? We can do whatever we want. We can put cameras everywhere. We can mic up the players. We can put goals on some of the players. We can do whatever we want. And hopefully the the easier part of putting out content um, actually happens when the season starts or when training starts because then we'll have a bunch of content that we can upload daily for for the social media right now, it's just kind of like stuff in my studio and, and, uh, it'll get a little bit better once we start doing the player announcements, but, uh, but I think it'll be a little bit easier and same thing on game day. We'll try and do some interviews, press conferences, um, all sorts of stuff, all sorts of creative stuff. I think it's going to be exciting to watch your, uh, your creative passion and your soccer passion come together. Because I think I think you uh, you could tell just in your voice, like you're you're equally excited to get your camera out at training as you are to run a run a session, a tactical session, yeah. or whatever. You know, like so. I, I think it's cool. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I've never really had the opportunity to do that. So that's that's what I'm really excited about. It's like before, I was always like to ask the right people if I can, you know, record for my YouTube channel or whatever. Or, um, I can't do both because you know I'm, I'm either coaching or doing this. I mean, if if there's nobody necessarily above me that i have to ask for permission then we can kind of do whatever we want so um yeah i'm excited for that for sure it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be something else it's definitely a passion it's definitely exciting i would urge you on the side of caution that you know how this league, league operates if they get an inkling of an ability or a passion that you'll be on some sort of marketing committee as fast as you know it so you know lock your doors shut, shut yeah, your windows of course uh, I'll, I'll, yeah Tryouts were earlier this month, right? No, tryouts are coming up on the nineteenth. Oh, nineteenth of this okay. month. Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, are you expecting? Obviously, you're expecting a good turnout. But like, do you have a call of players from your uh, file of facts that um, you know are coming to your squad already, and you're looking to fill like eight or ten places, or are you just going from scratch and you know whatever will be will be? Yeah. No, we have um, we have I think eight. Pl- least then like did to play for us already um tryouts tryouts are wide open we'll see what we get. um obviously being realistic and being year one um not like we're only looking for like one player one position i think we'll leave it pretty open to, if there's any good players out there we'll ask them to join and i think there's also some players who have already reached out who have signed up for tryouts who have reached out and said hey i want a training opportunity this summer um and we'll have we'll our doors open to that as well but mm-hmm. yeah i think um I think we still have a little bit of time, but I think if we can get a roster somewhere around like 22 to 24 for the summer, um, I think we'll be okay. So we still have quite a few spots to fill, but I'm still waiting to hear back on some from some college players about um, whether it'll be over the summer in terms of like their um, internships and jobs and things like that. Um, but we're, we're okay right now. We got about eight players fully committed, probably get a, f- a couple more this week and then kind of see where, see where tryouts takes us. You have plans to run. I know you said down the line you there may be talk of a ladies team and there may be talk of U twenty threes, et cetera, et cetera. What about reserves and sort of 
a back catalogue for your first team should you know injuries or summer vacations take hold? What's what's the story? How 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 much how big is the squad? There you go. Yeah, so the squad will probably be about twenty to twenty five. Um, but the reality is, like some of the guys that we're asking are guys who played at a really high level and have like recently within the last few years like retired. So it's like guys who are still wanting to play at a pretty high level, but not can't make the commitment because you know a lot of us have have kids, they have jobs, full time that that whole thing. So we understand like some of these guys are going to be able to make every single game. So I think having a roster around there, twenty two to twenty five allows us to make sure that we're we're covered when we go especially to some of the like further games that some of those guys might not be able to make uh, so i think as long as we can bring a competitive roster of 18 players to each game uh, i think we'll be okay i think looking at like reserve it's just the problem with that is that it's you know we're essentially adding an entire other schedule to our to our already cramped, cramped schedule you know so um I think down the line, that could be a possibility if we have the right people in place who are willing to, you know, volunteer their time. I have a full-time job. Most of the people that that are helping us have a full-time job. So it's kind of hard to say like, yeah, we're going to just tackle on a whole other, another team. But again, those, those conversations in, in a couple of years when we, when we see where we are and how we've, how we've been operating for the last few years, I think those are conversations that are worth having. Um, but yeah, the biggest thing for us was like, don't try and overdo everything. Let's just try and let's just do one team to be to begin with, and let's see how year one goes. Yeah, for sure. Stay in your lane, right? Just yeah. nail what you know. I'm sweet. All right, Johnny Boy, any wrap up questions? No, I, I don't really have any more questions, Javi. I, the, um, I, I'm encouraged by your enthusiasm. Um, bring in something unique. I think even to the league, I think you're you're doing things differently, really, than any of the other clubs are. I think. That, it's going to be fun to watch. Um, it's going to be fun for Nick to steal things from you when you come up with good ideas. Um, he probably already yeah. has them. How dare you? I would never, I would reappropriate. I would not steal. Just ask Appalachian. But anyway. Yeah, Nick, Nick, yeah. ideas belong to everyone. I think you can steal as many yeah. as you don't want to steal as many as you can. Share and put it on social media, right? Yeah. 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 So, no, I, I think it's great, Javi. I'm, I'm excited for you guys and, and I wish you guys all the best in, uh, in the first season and, most importantly to me is regardless of where you end in the table, I hope you're back in year two because that's, you know, that's the hardest part is just being here. You know, how, how the results are results, but it takes a lot of work off the field, as you know, to to get people in place and, and get your group of 10 and hopefully have nine of them back for year two so you're not starting over. And and uh, I hope, you know, wish you guys a lot of success on and off the field this year. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, John. I think... As we said, we, we started in April and we said, let's take an entire year to plan this out. So with the time that's passed, it's been almost a year now that we've been been doing this. I think we're going to do the same thing for as soon as the season's over. It's kind of just restart restart the planning process. Um, but yeah, that, that is the goal. We don't want to just make this a, a one-year thing and just say, let's have one good season. And then all of a sudden, you know, promotion again, the club kind of just folds or whatever. No, we want we want this to be something I, I, I can't say can't say this is going to be around for 30 or 40 years because I, I don't know where we're going to be and you know what I'm going to be doing and stuff but I do think that um we we want to build something that's that's going to be again not trying to take over we're not trying to take over Detroit we're not going to we're not going to tell anyone to just come to our games and not support other teams we just want to give another opportunity to to some players to to have a again one more opportunity to call something home and for us to build something that we're really passionate about we enjoy and and uh have our own kind of unique unique take on it yeah. that sounds great yeah it's going to be super exciting to see how this approach flourishes or doesn't and i hope it does flourish um 
um yeah best of luck for everything heavy do, don't be a stranger stay in touch um we're going to be keeping there's one more reason to keep an eye on things happening over in detroit michigan because you know lord knows the entire division is that our league is pretty much based over there i don't even know why they bother having an agm in chicago anymore we might as well just all just shut up but anyway shut up right says nick says nick who lives three minutes from where the agm was he wants it in detroit Need to be yeah, proud. Come on, yeah. I don't mind no, it being. No. I don't mind it being in Chicago. My family lives in. Um, uh, I forget Schaumburg. My, lives, my parents live in Schaumburg, so we're not. I mean, next uh, year if I can if I can make it, it's an easy. Yeah, my, 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 yeah I, 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 I couldn't. I couldn't this year, but I think next year. I mean, yeah, it's an easy. Excuses. It's an easy just to also get my uh, my parents to babysit my kids for a little bit, and um, for me, yes, me and the wife yeah. to also spend some time. What yeah. you got? How many kids? I got two toddlers. I got a two-year-old and a nine-month-old. So, oh, what flavor? Uh, both are boys. Who says what flavor? Oh, and I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, that that is also one of the hard parts of of um, doing the content creation because I'm up here trying to do interviews with like the staff members, and then my two-year-old is just running around like ripping up the backdrop and like touching the microphone and stuff like that. So that's also that's I guess one of the bigger challenges that we've had so far. There you go. That's yeah, uh, it's it. all about though. All right, man. Best love with everything. Don't be a stranger. Stay in touch, and we will see you hopefully at whatever the league decides is the league championship decider thing. All right, my friend. Fantastic. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Thanks. I appreciate it. Boys, okay. Now the time has come for leaving. Fear. Now we shall return. We were so glad we could make it, but so sad we got to run. Well, it might be a long time till we raise another glass. You can rest assured that next time we'll have ourselves a laugh.